the seeds are coming back to the island, Ian. And I love that you put a hugely enthusiastic post on your Facebook, or at least I'm going to say it was hugely enthusiastic, saying you're excited to return. It'll be so good to have you back. I am excited to return, actually. It's always exciting, you know, coming over there. It's, uh, it's like when I was a kid, that was, you know, that was probably the holiday. You were due to come over as part of the Jollification Tour, weren't you? But it was kind of scuppered by the pandemic. Yeah, well, everything got a bit... Um, that tour actually was 12 gigs. I think it took us two years to do. So it was actually the longest tour I've ever done with the least amount of gigs. It's, it was it was crazy. But in the end, we got to finish them in October. And it was, it was great, really. It was really good fun. But now we're back to the idea of summers where we can all go and see bands and hang out and do stuff again so it's it's a massive i'm massively looking forward to it oh yeah it must feel amazing to be back on stage again well i'll let you know actually yeah so we haven't obviously we did a couple we finished off a couple of gigs but i haven't actually played any of the usual you know outdoor events and stuff like that you know so it's it's kind of uh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great, really, to be fair. Oh, it will. And you've got a massive supportive crowd over here. I know we're going to go absolutely nuts for you when you get here. It's going to be fab. Fantastic. I'll count on that. Yes. And uh, and I should come back to the fact you did mention you used to come here on holiday. What are your memories then from coming to the Isle of Man when you were a nipper? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. I was lying. But I think it was a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we did once. We did. Because I remember being really sick on the ferry, but I think I was about five. I don't remember anything other than feeling awful on the ferry. <laughs> really sorry. The ferry will do that to you, to be honest. I, I can That's totally what I remember. Imagine. I remember that there was a gale on the way over. Yes. That's my only memory. Yeah, there's always a gale on the way over. I tell yeah, you. no. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, it is five years since you were last here playing anyway, because you did Bushies, didn't you, about five years yeah. ago. Um, there's yeah. been, been a few milestones in the Lightning Seed story since then hasn't there no absolutely we've been quite busy and uh you know i've actually finished a new album as well for the first time in many many years so i'm quite excited about uh you know obviously we're still going to be playing when we come over we'll be playing all the hits and everything you know what i mean maybe throw in a couple of new ones if they've been on the radio but it's just nice to be uh i suppose the pandemic was a chance for everyone to catch up on all the stuff that they had been meaning to do you know Oh yeah, totally. And uh, and I mean, I have to say, the songs that you, you write are timeless. To be fair, so with this Thank new you. stuff as well, is there is there a magic formula? And to be honest, if there was a magic formula, would you share it? <laughs> well, if there was a magic formula, you know, you'd you'd do it more often in a way, wouldn't you? You know yeah. what I mean? But it's 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 always tricky with music, and it, it's funny. I was just chatting with a mate of mine at lunch. Actually, we were just having some dinner before. I haven't seen him for a while, and we were laughing about how when you've recorded an album there's all these conversations about what should be the single and beforehand it's so difficult to know and then afterwards a couple of years goes past and you think you know it's so obvious once they've been singles or they've been out there but beforehand you just haven't got a clue you know so really you have to follow your heart when you're writing and doing the album and picking the songs that you want to get finished and the ones you probably leave by the wayside it's kind of, it's so difficult when you're in the middle of it. So you just kind of have to follow your heart and just sort of the ones that have a life of their own, you kind of go along with that with that idea and the ones that don't, don't, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, are there any that have surprised you from throughout the years of, of, of your own songs? 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I'm, I'm chuffed that all, you know, a lot of time's gone past and I hear them on the radio and I do think they sound, they sound good still, yeah. you know, and, and I still, I still, every, all the emotion that went into them still feels completely, when I'm singing them on stage, it all comes back instantly. So I, I love that fact, really. I'm really, you know, chuffed at that. And to be fair, we need your music at a time like this because it is, it's big hearted, isn't it? It's joyful. It's got the sort of pop sound that just makes you feel good, doesn't it? And I think at a time like this, we need that. We all need a bit of positivity, I think. Uh, and I always do try, even though as a person, you know, I do have my blue moments. And, and I think that is in the songs. There's a lot of, uh, there is a kind of bittersweet, sad, happy feeling to them. But I always try and make them positive. You know, I, th- I think you can be emotional without moaning and without you know so i do even though some of them have you know darker shadows in them i I think they always feel very positive and one of those that i think is so beautiful is life of riley and i love the fact that now you'll be on stage with riley singing life of riley what's that like (laughs) We just never make eye contact. <laughs> what is it like travelling with your son and having... Because does he, does he manage the, the, the band as well now? He does. He's my boss now, yeah. <laughs> what's that like? Around. But uh, no, it's lovely, actually. It's, it's, it's probably what's in some ways inspires me to keep playing as much as I do, really, and making records, because... He's involved, really. So uh, it's uh, it is lovely being to, able to sh- to sort of share, the, you know, what can be fabulous experiences getting on a stage and a gig and playing to people. It's lovely to get to share that with people and with you, with your son, particularly, really. And was it kind of a given then that, that Riley would kind of get into music? Because not only, of course, being around it so much with you, and I'm sure he was around at some of those seminal moments in your career as well, but but also, I suppose, from your heritage itself, going back to Liverpool and being, you know, so literally, it's just in your blood, isn't it? I guess so. I mean, I, you know, I don't think it was a foregone conclusion, but but I just think it was something that he seemed to, you know, he seemed to really want to do. We'd always played guitar since he was about two. I've got photos of us sitting in the garden when he's about two pretending to play guitar with me and then when he's a bit older. And so we'd always play together. And I think it's the same as when you've got brothers playing music together. There's something that just, it really works. You know, you sort of, something it, 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 you can get really tight when you play and it sounds good in a way that it's quite hard to get with, you know, with, with, with people, you know, with brothers and sons and fathers and all that. I think it's really tight on daughters as well, obviously. Yeah. But, um, so, it, it, but it, but I didn't think it, I didn't always think he he kind of want to do that. But I know uh, our drummer Jim, who you know was the drummer we had back in the day, Chris. That's his nephew, and he was always at the gigs and friends with Riley. So the two of them kind of started playing with me at the same time. So I think that probably maybe if Jim hadn't, maybe Riley wouldn't have. But it just felt a very natural kind of transition. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, there is something about it, like you said, hearing family members, especially like when you get siblings and they do close harmony. There's just nothing like it, is there? 
No, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, because it's Son Father, we don't get the rows that the brothers do. Do you know what I mean? You look at the Kings, you look at Oasis, yeah. and, you know, it's like they sound great when they're playing together and then they batter each other off stage. Or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So at least we don't get any of that. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear. Now, I, I was listening to you earlier this year chatting to Craig Charles on, uh, on Six and he was he mentioned a gig that really stands out in, in your sort of mind um, of seeing Talking Heads and the Ramones together at one gig. I mean, what a combo in the first place. That's just extraordinary. But it made me think, actually, if if there was one band that you think, oh, I'd, I'd love to share a bill with them, who would it be? Or is it someone you've already kind of shared a bill with and you think, yeah, that that was it? I don't know, really. It's, 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 that's a difficult question. The first thought that pops into your head is the Beatles, isn't it? And you think, yeah. oh, that's not going to happen. And then you sort of move to the Stones and then you move, you know. <laughs> but in a, in a realistic sense... Um, I don't know. Really. I, I mean, I, when I first, I was very nervous about playing shows because I'd, I'd produced Echo and the Bunnymen and produced various bands, but I hadn't. And I'd been in a couple of bands, but I'd never been the singer. So when I did Lightning Seeds and I sung, I actually didn't play live until the third album. So, and I was, I was very nervous about it. And my friend Terry Hall, who obviously sings with the specials and Colourfield and that, and um my first gigs, he said, well, why don't we do some gigs together and we'll use the same band and we'll just transition between it and you'll see your mates singing and we'll, you know, and so it was, it was great for me to actually do the gigs with him. It really helped me kind of make that first step onto playing live. So I'd have to say probably us touring again would be brilliant. There is something about it, isn't there, with the, the sort of music community? That word is really important when it comes to music, isn't it, with people supporting each other? Yeah, and I think, you know, music is all, it is all about emotion and it is, it's amazing the difference when you've got good people around you. It's just, it's a different world, you know, and I've been in a couple of situations where, you know, maybe I haven't felt that comfortable with the people around and it's amazing how different the experiences have been, you know, just I, I feel very close to all the band and all the crew and all the people, you know, I suppose as you go on and you gather people who you like and and you get to work with the people that you'll enjoy working with. So touring for me now is a real pleasure, you know. Yeah, because actually it's quite the thing, isn't it, to, to tour with one group of people in what can sometimes be quite kind of confined spaces and it can be tricky sometimes, can't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's bands generally have quite a short shelf life for that reason, probably. You know? So it's, um, you know, it's good if you can do it with the right bunch of people. It's, it makes a hell of a difference. I want to jump Well, excited to hear the new material as well. Um, tell us a bit about it then. What, what what are we expecting from the new material? It's kind of different but the same. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's funny. It's <laughs> so you know it's me. Lightning Seeds. You know it's Ian Brody. I think you'd know it's me and it's melodic and positive and but it's a bit different and it's, you know, it, uh, you know the, the album is quite very... I recorded some of it in the studio and it's fairly produced and then other bits I've just done at home on my own and it's 
sounds like you know not very produced and a bit basic and i think that blender stuff makes it keeps your attention through the album and yeah i'm i'm, I'm pleased with it you know i give myself seven out of ten yes well done that man gold star sweeties from a jar um so is there any particular one of the songs that you're really looking forward to playing to people or are you a little bit you know sort of a little bit anxious about revealing the new stuff or are you just excited about it I'm quite excited. There's a song called Sunshine, and I think if it's if it's uh, lovely weather in the summer and we're playing gigs, that would be a great song to play live. Maybe the first one we should play live. Oh, I look forward to hearing that one. Because actually, you've got some festivals coming up, haven't you? With and some some with bands who were also sort of around in the sort of early days of Lightning Seeds, nineties and two thousands. And and I'm wondering, looking at that, that sort of list. Do you think that today's artists have the same kind of longevity as, you know, the likes of yourselves and some of those other acts that, that are still touring and still doing festivals? Yeah, I think the world's changed. I remember when I was young and I remember seeing this headline in the paper saying, it's ridiculous, the Stones are doing a tour and they're 30 years old. And in those days, it was like unheard of for a rock band to be touring when they were that old, you know what I mean? But now... I think the world's different with social media and everyone, you know, everything stays in touch and it's sort of like there's many, you know, there's many kind of vibrant scenes that aren't necessarily the scene that, you know, the music press are focusing on or whatever. And that isn't necessarily youth, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, although I have to say at our gigs, we do seem to, you know, we pick up a new audience and the old audience and, you know, it seems like it's all ages, which is another thing that I really love. But so I probably think it will carry on being like that now. I, I think it's lovely because, you know, you can, you know, if, if someone's seven or eight years old and they want to click on YouTube, they can have a look at the doors in their prime or the stones <laughs> in their prime and the stones now. So I think it's easier to relate to music that maybe wasn't happening today because you kind of see it, it's captured on film at the time. I mean, even when you, you know, I remember my dad used to play Frank Sinatra and to me it was just an old bloke. But now you click on YouTube and you see him in his zoot suit singing with everyone going mad and you think, wow, I get it, you know. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, the, the younger people that I speak to as well, are the new bands that come up and they come in here and I ask, you know, what do you want to hear me play for you? You know, what artist do you like? Pretty much the first thing they say is Fleetwood Mac will be the first thing they say. <laughs> and then right, they reel off go, this yeah. list. Yeah, because I suppose that's the nature of streaming, isn't it? And like you said, YouTube is that you sort of go down a wormhole of music. It's not just a case of you pick one CD and listen to that. It actually takes you on this fantastic run of different music and you can find so much, can't you? Absolutely. And you can also kind of relate to where that music's coming from and see it in its prime and see it now. And, see, you know, so it gives you a kind of uh, an insight into it rather than just hearing a song and not being able to relate to anything around it. You can actually, you know, you can, uh, you know, the story of that band and what was going on at the time is all there. So I think, you know, it leads people into, you know, liking stuff that maybe they might not have, you know, been drawn to before yeah absolutely uh, well we're so excited to have you come over Ian it's just going to be such an awesome thing to have you back again and uh, great to see we've got our little indie rockers the voodoo bandits are supporting you who are doing really well with their career as well yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose the basic question do you have any advice for young artists nowadays I know it is a very different world as we've just been discussing but is there any sort of any words of wisdom you'd impart to them 
Well, I'm probably not because I've made a lot of errors in my career. You know <laughs> Don't what I mean? do what Ian I did. Say, yeah, just <laughs> ignore whatever. My main advice would be ignore whatever I might say. Oh, brilliant stuff. Well, we look forward to having you here and uh, and hearing you live on the stage again. And I really hope that the ferry has not got a gale on the go when you come over. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to coming. and I can't wait to hopefully see you there. And thanks so much for chatting.